stand by. Three, two, one. When we think about job perks, it's typically a bonus check, maybe extra vacation days, or if you're a budding journalist on a tight salary, getting sent to a story where you can get a free meal. Listen, I'm just being honest. But what about the job perks your boss can't write into your contract? Like the person you interviewed whose story made you pause and reflect. Or that one time you had six live shots in two hours and learned what you were really made of. During the fast-paced news day of interviews, shooting B-roll, and turning packages, the biggest job perks are the life lessons you get while on a deadline. Thanks so much for joining us for episode nine of Lessons on a Deadline. I'm your host, Randy, and today is another special episode because I have a guest journalist. So I have Courtney Chandler here with me. And so thank you so much, Courtney, yes, for, anytime. for agreeing to be on uh, my show. Yes. So Courtney is a reporter for WDHN, and um, you have been working for WDHN for about two years. Right. And just kind of funny story. Um, how I awkwardly met Courtney. <laughs> I was driving. I had just gotten in Dothan. May I don't even know if I had been in Dothan working for a week. But I was driving down the street, and as you guys know, I'm a bureau reporter, so I'm here by myself. I don't have like station friends to hang out with. And I was driving down the street, and I saw Courtney shooting some video, and I like slowed down and started waving out the window, like, "Yep, maybe he'll be my friend." This <laughs> was waving at him, so you definitely. <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was downtown for, but I saw you. And you're like, ah. I was like, hey, right? Made me look awkward. Like had this like, hey, Courtney, hey, and he's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I wasn't that dry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like fast forward almost two years later, um, Courtney is my go-to uh, down here. Just really genuinely yeah. one of my good friends down in Dothan. I mean, hopefully, you know. Moving past Dothan, we'll just continue to be good friends Definitely. in the business. Definitely. But I wanted to bring Courtney on and talk about some of the life lessons that he has experienced. And just even before getting into that, kind of talk about your journey to get in front of the camera. I know everybody's journey is not the same. So kind of explain where you are now and how you got here. Okay. my I say my journey was very unique um, because I actually... Uh, a lot of people didn't know I actually did not start in on in front of the camera I started behind the scenes and um, that's I guess the unique part about my uh, journey um, I started back in 2016 at CBS 42 in Birmingham um, and I was nearly in a way um, on the books they, it's, it was called a stringer but in a way it was a production assistant so I was basically responsible for um, making sure lights and stuff were on for five and six o'clock news, then making sure um, operating cameras, making sure people were in the right spots. Um, this things of that nature. I did that for I would say I did just that part for maybe about four months, and then they actually ended up allowing me to start edit the morning show, um, which was a very tasking experience but it was i would say it was a good learning experience because you know not only did i get a chance to you know work with people you know have been in the business for you know 10 20 30 years but i also had the chance to learn uh, like how to edit as well so i edited on on um three days out of the week in the morning and then also on the weekends i had i would have the responsibility of literally kind of the production system world um, so I did that for literally a year and a half, and just be honest, 
I did not enjoy what I did at CES 42. <laughs> I was only and I was like only doing it because I had to get I had to get a foot in the door. I just had and like when the opportunity came, like I even second guess. I was like, I don't really want to do this. And like at one point, I was just like, you know what? I, I really just don't want. Cause at the point when I got the job offer, I was in Troy. And I was like telling my dad, I was like, I kind of don't want to leave Troy. And he was like, you know, you got to get your foot in the door. You know, if you don't, if you don't, if you stay in Troy, then you'll never get the opportunity. And he was, you know, he was exactly right. So I ended up taking the job and stayed there a year and a half. Now, what was unique about mine, like, um, is even though I did work in those positions as editor, as production assistant, I wasn't necessarily limited. So they would net me um, on, or I would take on the responsibility on my off days. I would go out with reporters. Um, literally, I would just like, hey, it's, it's, you know, it's, I can just shadow you. You know, I don't have to like, you know, do a story, but it's, I can just like, you know, shadow you, see what you do, you know, hold your camera, you know, press the court, you know, anything that, you know, I can get some experience, you know. And most of the times reporters were like, yeah, that's fine. So I would go off on my off days and I would go in with them and, you know, just learn different tactics of, you know, how they would put a story together, how they would, you know, break down um, their sound bites, you know, how they would shoot people. And, you know, just getting that understanding because I was at Troy. Uh, I went to Troy University, by the way. Go Trojans. Uh, and um, I was a part of Trojan Vision. So I had, you know, the experience. And, you know, I had, you know, I knew how to operate a camera. I knew how to do interviews. But, one thing about this business is, you know, from college to actually doing it as a profession, it's a totally different world because literally you have to be, you know, once you're doing it as a profession, it's not, you know, a play game. You sometimes can't do stuff over. It's like one, you only get one shot to do some things. And like, if you mess up that one shot, then you're doomed. Like, you, you, you're really in a bad spot. So I would like learn from them on my off days and then what I would do, well, I would take, you know, their, you know, video and I would create my own package. So I would, you know, go back in. I was like, hey, is you, can I use your, you know, video and use the, you know, this, the sound, the interview that you use? They were like, yeah. So I would go in, write my own package, put it together, show it to them. And a lot of times um, they would give me helpful feet, like helpful feedback. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah. So it, was, it came to a point. Uh, I would say in 2016, I was, I would probably at the end of 2016, December, I was just kind of this, in a way I would think about it, that was like the breaking point. I was like, you know, something has to change. You know, I had been doing that for a year and a half and well, I, well, yeah, close to a year and a half. And I was just like, you know what? Like, you know, I was like, Lord, I was like, I, I like, I like living in Birmingham. You know, this is my family, but this is not what I want to do. So I was like, I got to, you know. Get out, I gotta get out of this position. So each week, like I like when 2017 started, I started hustling. I was like, you know, I'm gonna go out with a report at least once a week. And that's really what I did. You know, I was just, you know, and some days, you know, it wasn't much to do, but you know, I was like, hey, it's I'm just out there with them. That shows a lot, and that shows that I'm dedicated. This is what I want to do, and people saw that. Like I didn't. Now, real looking back at it. People tell me they was like, we remember, you know, when you used to, you know, like follow us and stuff. Like we was like, you showed like your seriousness in this in this business, and now I'm I'm grateful because of that. And then I would say it was 
May 2017, Randy. I think that's mm-hmm. when I got offered to come here to Dothan. And um, I've been here ever since. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, your journey is necessarily, it's, it's not always going to be, you know, you start off, you, you finish college, you start off, you know, at, you know, as a reporter at a, you know, top, you know, 15 market you know, there's different routes to where you want to go, but you just have to be consistent. And most of all, you have to be dedicated and getting and accomplish your goal. Because if you're, if you're not consistent and then you're not dedicated, then you won't accomplish, you know, much, very much in this business. Because as you know, this business is, is really cutthroat. You know, you're going to have those days where you want to throw in the towel. You're going to have those days and you're like, yeah, I did something, you know, to make some make a difference somebody like. So that's just, a, I guess... I guess the total story of how I ended here um, in Dothan, and it was a long journey, but it was worth it. Yeah, I think um, we were talking about this. Um, everybody's yellow brick road is, mm-hmm. is paved differently. Right, the route right. is a little bit different, and I, I totally res- that totally resonates with me. You know, I taught, and then I was a mm-hmm. producer, and right. then I got in front of the camera. And having that experience, one, when you look back on it, I know you said that you didn't want to do this. And this is not just for journalism, but with any with any job, sometimes you have to just try to get in your get your foot in the door. Right. But now so where you are, perspective, are you thankful that you did what you did? Very thankful. Um, like I look back and it's so crazy and like now I look back at that, you know, my journey from like two years ago and I'm like, Wow, like I'm so thankful that I had to go through that because I think about it like this is I wouldn't have had to go through the journey that I had to go through. I probably would not. I probably wouldn't want to do it. If I was just, if it was just handed to me and I was just like out straight out of college, it's just like, here, you're going to, we're going to let you report it. We're going to let you anchor. I probably, you know, wouldn't want it as, as much now. Now I'm more serious about my craft. And I, you know, I take I take things seriously, but I also, you know, am dedicated to what I do. And I think going through the journey that I went, it it built that up in me. It built that, you know, that humbleness in you, and also built that understanding that, you know, even in reporting, you know, you're not things are not going to go your way. So you have to adjust. And I think that's the main lesson about if if anybody wants to be a reporter, you have to be flexible and adjust. You know, my journey, you know, I, I had I, ambitions of being a reporter, you know, straight out of college, but it wasn't, you know, in God's plan. So I had to adjust and go by his plans and find another route. And that's just that's just how the life is as a reporter, as an anchor. You know, things are not always going to go um, squeaky clean. In fact, most of the time, probably I would say about 50 percent of the time, <laughs> they're not going to go, you know, squeaky clean and. It's not gonna go perfect, but it's up to you to adjust and how you how you how you're gonna get that story across, but also how are you gonna make yourself look because you know, like I said, if if my journey would have been different and I would have just been hand opportunity, not saying that I wouldn't have been successful, but I don't think I would have appreciated it more. You know, now I I appreciate, you know, being a reporter each day and I thank God for allowing me to go through that journey because, you know, he built you know, allowing me, to, he humbled me, and then also he brought, created that dedication and made me appreciate, you know, this this industry a lot more. I think sometimes, and I was thinking about this the other day when I I can't remember who I was talking to or what I was talking about, but I 
was in a moment where I had that flashback mm -hmm. and I realized I wouldn't have been ready. Like when right, I think back yeah. to myself right out of yeah. college, I don't know that I would have been ready just at the maturity level yeah. to be a reporter. Like I, I don't think, I, I think you have to go through things for a certain, mm -hmm. a, a certain reason. And then with that, I know for me, I take a lot of the things that I learned having been a producer and bring it into right. reporting. And so I guess you would say that's the same. same yes, definitely the same. Um, a lot of the editing stuff and a lot of, you know, even how a show runs um, as being a production assistant, I brought it to Dothan because, you know, not just for helping me, but help my coworkers as well because, you know, there's come situations where, you know, they might not know how to, you know, put a package together or, you know, not necessarily put a package together or, you know, cut different things out. Or, you know, you're kind of, it's people like me, we have people like me in my, or that start off like me in my station, that production assistant. They might not know, you know, how, where the cameras are supposed to go, you know, how things are supposed to be operated. So, you know, it's good to have that knowledge to pass it on to other people at, you know, your station or, you know, just, or even, you know, people that's coming up. So I'm thankful, you know, 100% that I got the experience because, you know, it, it teaches you you know, like I was telling you, just be flexible and be able to adjust. But, you know, it also prepares you of the role you're you're going to be in. It's, if I, you know, didn't end up being an editor, you know, I would have probably been, you know, way behind the curb as far as mm -hmm. editing packages, you know, for my newscast if I didn't, you know, know how to operate on the system. You know, I think learning how to you know operate on the system at least that's the basics you know not even you know like the complicated stuff you know knowing those basics they get you a long way because in i don't care wherever you go um at whatever station you are you might use a different software but mm -hmm. all of them are just about the same in a way except maybe like avid you know avid is just like it's on yes it's <laughs> on it's like whole it's on a whole different planet i guess with a lot of what we have been talking about it is experience provides perspective mm -hmm. so the experiences that you had uh getting to this point of being an on-air talent right. um experience provides perspective and i think now that you are in front of the camera you are going out and you have the opportunity to share people's stories mm -hmm. and so two years in the game yes you've done a lot of stories you yes. have a lot of experiences under yes. your belt and so yeah. i think we've gotten to the point where we've we've had so many stories that you start to have those stories that stick with you mm -hmm. um and we have had a little bit of everything in terms of weather really yeah. adult thing you get a, a spectrum of what you can cover education mm -hmm. uh politics crime and yes. then we've had our share of severe weather you know we had hurricane michael and we had to go out and cover a lot of stories related to that so talk about your experience covering um the aftermath of hurricane michael that well first off let me talk and this is kind of a comedic joke that, that i mean you know about the weather here in dothan is totally different from any other place you oh, would yeah. be on in, in the entire country it yeah. is it is unique, very, very unique. So, like, things are magnetized here. So, it's just like, I would say, 87, and where you're staying, it feels like 107 here. So, yeah. <laughs> let me just tell y'all, the weather here is totally different. But back to being on track, um, Hurricane Michael, um, for the Wiregrass and Delta Pacific, it was the biggest storm since, I think, Hurricane, I think, Opal, they said. Mm -hmm. So, it was a, a really big deal for the area. Um 
me, this was my first time. I've covered severe weather um, before. I've covered, like, you know, tornadoes and, you know, like, you know, heavy, you know, storms, but nothing to this magnitude. And I think going into it, I when I first thought about it, um, going into it, like, before um, everything happened, I didn't know what to expect. Um, covering my first hurricane, I've lived through hurricanes where, you know, they hit my city where I lived in and, you know, they not having, you know, they had an impact, but not, you know, heavy impact. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you've seen that as well. But, you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect as far as, you know, what at, with this storm and then also being out in the field. So day one um, of Hurricane Michael, I remember, I, I, I kind of remember everything. And it's so crazy how that happens. So I think I woke up around, I would say, 2 a.m., had to be at the station at 3 um, had to me and Mike Gerstman, we were like tag team together. Who is like awesome, awesome guy to work with. Um, we had a live shot to do at five at four for the morning show. Then we had to do other live shots, you know, out in the field riding around. So we were like doing live shots. Like it's not it's not two not or not three live shots an hour, maybe more. And like we we're just going around the city, you know, seeing you know how things were handled and it was surprising because people were still on the road and I was just like you know that was stressing please got the road and I can you can literally see the storm coming into the area so then I would say literally around like five well not even five it was probably like two o'clock that's when the storm had really hit the area and where we was at everything that went jack off so we got in the truck and just started riding around I think we first hit Cottonwood like, I I've been to Cottonwood a couple times, and literally it was like tree limbs literally everywhere throughout the city. Just riding around, talking to people. Um, then we would like come back into Dothan, and it's almost like oh my god, like this storm is just picked up. We had to go to the Civic Center. It was got it got that bad. Everybody had to everybody had to go to the Civic Center because the station, the entire station, lost power. During okay. during the middle of a loose cast, so like the shutdown shop, everybody came to the civic center, and like I nearly could see like outside the wall, like the window of the civic center, like the storm like passing through the area, and like this wind and like the breeze that's like going through Dothan. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. you like you never expect that. So, so I finally got a chance to go home. The whole I would say probably the whole city was without power so mm-hmm. imagine i don't know if anybody ever lived you know i guess a whole night without power but just imagine coming home and mm-hmm. you don't have any you don't have any power all you have is just water i don't have any i don't have any type of way to charge my phone so i'm just like i'm just like stuck so mm-hmm. i'm just like okay all right so wake up the next day and as soon as I wake up, I just see nothing but tree, like tree limbs, tree debris everywhere. I've never seen this much tree limb and debris in my entire life. So go to um, where we're all meeting up at because we couldn't go to the station because the tower was leaning back and forth and back and forth. So they was like, everybody get out of the station. So we couldn't even go back to the station. So we ride around through Dothan. And I was remember I remember us riding around through Dothan and... 
literally it was almost unrecognizable and it was just like wow like this really just happened like i remember um going down main street where you know that mcdonald's is mm-hmm. and um i think it's like a church that's across the street mm-hmm. and it is like i this is like trees everywhere and i'm like and you think in your head you like you said oh there's a tree on the house let's get out but then you go down two more houses and it's another tree that's even bigger mm-hmm. and then you like go down two more houses and it's more trees so it's like almost like i don't know where to begin like it's yeah. it's scary so going out of dothan we go to me and mike go to um we i think we we went toward georgia like going that way go to gordon holy and, you, and you've been to the town of gordon it's mm-hmm. small they don't have they didn't have anything so mm-hmm. it, and it's even worse in gordon you know power lines are down trees are everywhere People, you know, don't know what to do. So it's even worse. I'll, heading into Donisonville, I think that was the craziest part. It was like ground zero. It was like I was watching, I think the best way to describe it was the um, movie. Um, I can't think it's Tom Cruise with the aliens that, you know, come up out the ground and then, like, it's nothing left. I think that's the best way to try it because, like, it was like literally nothing left. I was like, it's like I'm watching a movie. Yeah. It's like it's so crazy. This is real. This is like real deal. And like one part of me is like, whoa. And then the other part of me is like, what are these, like, how are these people gonna survive? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's not just one area. I go in we ride into another series, another area that's damaged. It's like mm-hmm. and it's like it's almost like emotional that's thinking about because like you you see stuff on TV, but when you actually yeah. are there and you have to ride through it and like see it visually, it's just like, wow, this is like, this is crazy. Like mm-hmm. you you wouldn't you, like you like I said, you see it on TV and like you you feel it, you feel that compassion, but like when you're actually there and you actually have to ride through and see these situations, mm-hmm. it really does hit home. Then so we went through there and then we went to. Mariana was was even worse and you know that was you know almost yeah Florida and that was like ground zero again World War Z it's just like what happened and people were riding around and they I remember I remember talking to one guy he was like just to get out my house this morning I had to nearly cut down or cut down 12 tree limbs just so I can get out my house this morning Mm -hmm. I was like 12 he's like yeah yeah and it was it's it's scary but you know that just and not only i think that hurricane it helped you grow it helped me grow as a reporter because you know you're doing so much stuff at so many times but it also brings in that compassion that you know you're not just watching it but you're there you're in the moment Mm -hmm. so you feel for those people and you know even though I wasn't affected, now I can go back and look and say, and like, I can tell, you know, my family, like, and they ask me, like, all the time, like, how was it? I'm like, it's, it was not, you know, a joke. Like, this was something that really happened. And, you know, I hope, I hope we never have storms like that again because, like, there, and I would say people, people prepared for a necessary, like, really the best way they could. 
But when you have a storm of that magnitude, it's hard to prepare for it. I mean, people really did try to prepare for it the best, they, best way they could. But, yeah, it was just, like, a really scary moment. But it just teaches you, you know, to, you know, cherish what you have because you never know, like, in a second you can lose it. And, like, for many of those people, like, they were without stuff for months. Some people are still without things. So it just really, um, it just really is an important moment to hit home for for me as a reporter. And you know, of course, you know you you you're doing much, you know, as far as live shots and shooting and stuff. So you know, you're also growing as a reporter as well. But I think that was like, for me, that was probably the biggest thing, one of the biggest things I ever covered because it was it's so much happening and then it happened so many days. So, mm-hmm. and then even with that. Um with a storm of that magnitude, mm-hmm. there are so many, and I don't mean this in a um, like desensitized way, right, right, but there right. are so many stories there. Yes. Like you have to talk about like like the reporting aspect. I need to get this information about out about where you need to go, mm-hmm. but then telling people stories about things yes. that they experienced, things that, things that they went through, and part of that is, is important with right. coverage like we have a responsibility to let people know outside of the community what's going yes. on so that they can get that perspective mm-hmm. and i know you covered some stories where you went and talked to people about what they experienced and it, because of hurricane michael right. so talk about that yes one story always sticks out to me and um it's by far a story that i tell everybody that always asks me what's one of my best stories it was one story that always impacted my life um it was a week after hurricane michael here in dothan and this woman i didn't find this out until probably thursday but this woman had called our station i think every day um until i finally picked up the phone on that thursday and she was like i've been calling you all you know i've been just been you know been put on hold and she was like we me my husband and my son we live in a camper and like it got hit by a tree by hurricane michael we're still living here and we don't have any like we don't have any help you know like nobody's come out to check on this nothing so this was i got to pick up the phone around five six o'clock and i was like well i was like man i was you know just you know i was like if he you know give us a you know time to you know get everything in order you know we'll, we'll come out there tomorrow so i think me and the producer um he had picked up the phone because for some reason, like, it was kind of going in and out, so I was trying to write down everything, but then, like, she called back, and he picked up, and then he told her the same thing, so that next day, I had actually had a story, um, and it was actually a recap of Hurricane Michael, and the story, I, I'm not sure if it was passed on to someone or someone forgot, you know, of what happened, but as soon as I got back to the station um, from the story that I was originally supposed to do, we get the phone call again and it was her and she was like I only have just a few minutes to you know talk because my phone is I don't have enough minutes and it's about to die so she was like I'm just you know really trying to get somebody to come out here and to see about my house you know I've been trying to call you guys I've been you know reaching out I'm doing the best I can and you know I just really need help like we really really need help so like I think midway when I'm trying I asked her the address I was like what's your address and I wrote it down and the phone goes out and I was like oh man I lost her 
So I call. I was like, hey, I'm gonna. I just stopped what I was saying. I was like, hey, I'm just gonna go check it out and see see what it is. Because you, I'm pretty sure you know, Randy. You have those people who you know maybe call or, or send you an email about a story, and then when you get there, it's like, okay, this, this is not exactly. Yeah, this how is you, not. Yeah. exactly what I envisioned. Yeah, or exactly how you describe right. it. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and you get out there, you like. So I gotta make I gotta make the most of this. So going out there, I was like, okay, I don't know what to expect with this because this thing has been calling. It, and I don't know if she's like telling the truth, or you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if she's trying to play us, you know, because people people have done that before. So I get out there to the uh, to where they're living. This lady was she was completely honest. So I pull up and. She was like, hey, who are you? I was like, I'm the, you know, the guy you all been, I'm the guy you, you talked to. And she was like, oh, my God. She was like almost in tears. Uh, I remember her, Charlene Davis. And she was like, she told her, she was like, hey, get out here. We got the news out here. So they came out, and I put the camera on it, and I was like, I just let them talk. And she was like, yeah, the tree came in our house. And she was like, I want you to come inside. They were still, the crazy part about it, they were still living in a house with the tree that had fell on it. It had crushed half of their house where they were still living in the house, in the, in the camper. So, like, the bathroom and, like, one of the closets, it was, like, complete, completely destroyed by the tree. And then the other half, like, where they were, like, the bed and, like, you know... They were, you know, the living room, it was like halfway, you know, somewhat decent. Like, I remember walking in, she was like, you know, we can't even, like, use the bathroom. She was like, my son, he had to take a bath outside because, mm-hmm. you know, we we don't have a bathroom. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So we, so I went out, I was like, yeah, this is a story. I was like, I was like, Miss Charlene, because that's how I called her, I was like, she was not, um, she was not playing us, like, this is this is what really happened. Like it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. So we aired the story. So a lot of times when I put stories on the web or on Facebook, I don't never go back and look at them because um, you know I've I've done them, so I know how they are. And very very rarely now I look at the comments. But with this particular story was different because as soon as it went off the air, the phone started ringing off the hook. And, like, that usually never happens uh, for stories. If it does, is it good, good or, or bad? bad? Yeah. And a lot of times it's bad because yeah. somebody is either somebody mad that. Yeah, that you reported some or they, they're, they're, yeah, excuse, they're pissed yeah. <laughs> because yeah. something happened. So, a lot of times it's not, you're not on the good end. But, like, the phone's ringing off the hook and they was like, so I pick up the phone and it's like, Hey, it was like we saw the story. It was like, you know, what's their address? You know, how can we get in touch with them? You know, and like it was like three or four calls before I can get out the door good of people trying to figure out, you know, how to, you know, how to get in touch with them. So then over the weekend when the story hit Facebook, I'm, you know, enjoying the weekend. And then I go back and look and I see all these people have commented on this one story. Like it's getting all these shares people are asking you know you know how can we help you know what do they what do they need and my news director called me he was like hey he's like hey and like people are trying to like get them you know supplies and one person trying to get them a camper and he was like do you know their address and i was like yeah and i was like i didn't expect this he was like mm-hmm. me either <laughs> so 
we um the very next Monday they what was so crazy about it because it was so many people that have saw that story that I, that I took five minutes you know just to answer the phone and you know ride out there they had brought this company um I think it's like a landscaping company Buds and Blossoms um brought them out a new camper you know and took their old camper out and well they they moved their old camper and they brought them a new camper and they was like you know don't worry about it they was like we'll take care of it and that was like a surreal moment for me because it just showed how much impact you know one story or you just picking up the phone for you know just that five minutes just to answer you know just to see what's going on that it went a long way i like i said i never thought that you know i thought it would have been like everything else you know we're just gonna add them to the list you know of you know people that have been affected by a storm and anything but no like people went above and beyond just to help them because of a story that i did mm-hmm. and even to this day um hopefully i won't get so emotional talking about it but yeah. miss charlene she will always like tell me like um when i came back out there like she got like super excited just to see me she was like i just want you to know you're my angel she was like because you she was like my phone was nearly you you heard me when i say my phone was literally two minutes away from you know going out and you still came out here she was like nobody else did that she was like you're she was like you will forever be my angel she was like i don't care what it is like you're always my angel and like her husband and like her son they was like always like they was just like you know you you really helped us and it was just so crazy that things happen that way and they just teach you you know as a reporter you know I tell people this all the time you don't know how much power you have mm-hmm. once you get in front of that camera or once you put something online you know you have so much power that you can impact you know not only your you know your small community but you can impact your world just by on from one story i never would have thought that one story of me picking up the phone for five minutes that we were on the phone would have definitely changed their lives and it it changed my life because i was able to i was like that's why i'm in the business Mm -hmm. it's not to be on tv it's not to you know say hey i'm you know trying to you know get to you know a top five market you know that's why that's why i chose this industry to help those people who can't either help themselves or need help and i was like now i was like i i always would say it but when you actually do a story you're Mm -hmm. like that's it that's that's why yeah it's that um impact versus attention yes attention um the the glamour the glitz um of being in news um but it's really about that impact and and those kind of stories put things in perspective that humble you and it's like when when you not clock out but at the end of the day you know you get back home Mm -hmm. put your camera down put your battery back on the charger you're like i did good work today right and and i'll add this randy and it's so sad um it's also a sad story because Mm -hmm. this just this year um Mr. and Miss Davis passed away um, in January, the beginning of the year. Um, Mr. Davis um, took his life, and Miss Davis, Miss Charlene, she, um, 
think I believe from what they told me she had a heart attack um, because of you know everything happening and at that point from what I was what people were telling me is you know they you know they came to a crossroads where and they were telling me you know they was dealing with family issues and they and I think at a point they were you know just they gave up and what really you know stood out to me was because I talked to their son and you know he was telling me you know me and uh he was like my mom my dad he was like they always you know every time they would see you on tv they always would like smile or they would always you know say you like help them and like just to know that you played this a small impact you didn't you didn't add to the grief you 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 made a difference in somebody's life even though you know it ended tragically but you you tried to help them you know you tried you know you did a best and you brought you brought some happiness to them so you know like it, it hurt me but then again I was like you know I'm, I'm glad that I did go out and do that story because you know who knows is they would is if that would have you know is nobody would ever picked up the phone and went out there and they would ever got that camper you know that that would have you know this experience more and more grief but you know they had I can I can definitely look back and say that you know I remember in my memory you know the memory that I will always remember the Davis's ass has always been happy always been funny you know all they love to talk <laughs> you know I had to had to cut them off at some point yeah. um but that's the memory that I will always remember and you know that's the one I'll always cherish in my heart and so now She's kind of like your angel. Yes, yes, She's that's like the best way to look angel. at it. Yeah, that's why. I, that's how I look at it now. Yeah, it's yeah. That that's one that, as you said, you carry it with you mm-hmm. for the rest of your time as right. a journalist. Um, and it helps you stay humble and continue to put things in perspective and yes. a reminder of you really are a servant for the people. That's mm-hmm. that's who you work for. Right. Yes. Well, in true reporter fashion. <laughs> Um, thank you, one, for dropping yes. gems, um, yes. agreeing to be on the show, and just being so honest and candid, and your um, willingness to share your story right. um, and the life lessons that you have learned. Because, and what I, one thing that I enjoy about doing this, I know quite a few of my episodes are me talking about things that I have learned, mm-hmm. um, but I enjoy having people on and talking to people about their experiences yeah. because you also learn hearing from other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I am a very appreciative of that, um, but in true reporter fashion, I always have to ask at the end of at the end of interviews. I always ask, is there anything that I didn't touch on in one of my questions that's important for people to know? No, you did an excellent job. Um, I just want to say I've had a blast being on your thank podcast, you, Randy. Um, you. This is awesome. I actually have listened to a couple episodes and I definitely enjoyed a couple episodes (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get back and listen to the one I did listen to but I have enjoyed listening I've enjoyed being a part um it's one thing I can leave anyone with is you know never you know never stop in whatever you want to do you know never stop pushing yourself to getting there like I told like I said earlier the journey is different from every for everybody in this industry you know, everybody's not going to just pop up on TV. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to have a different route. And your your story is going to help somebody. You know, I don't know who this might help, but, you know, I hope it helps, you know, at least one person, you know, 
So, you know, just appreciate your journey because, you know, your journey is a part of your story in this industry. And it's going to be something you look back and it's going to be something that you cherish. And a scene that I always, that I've just started going by and hoping that I can, tra- I can trademark it eventually. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> trying, trying to get on the branding. Yeah. But um, I've, you know, been saying this for, you know, maybe the past six months, but it's a saying, it's called, you can't beat me. And mm-hmm. for many people that might be talking to a person uh, saying, you know, you can't beat me, but it's really a bigger scope than that, you know. If you have a fear, you know, fear can't beat you. You know, the past can't beat you. The obstacle that's in front of you, it can't beat you. It's up It's up to you mm-hmm. to, you know, make the difference. And you have every God-given ability, every, you know, every thought, everything in your heart, you have the ability to beat it. So, you know, just always remember, you know, whatever is in front of you, you can definitely beat it. It's just up to you to have the faith, first of all, have the dedication, and then have the focus to go out and beat it. And you got it. So that's all I have to add. Oh, gems on gems on gems. <laughs> well, thank you again, Courtney. And yes. thank you guys so much for continuing to follow Lessons on a Deadline.